Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? I'm Vaughn. I'm Jenny. Thanks for rocking with us. And you're listening to Chameleon Love. Hey. And now I'm part two of Black and White. When I was in like high school, maybe, I remember asking my mom, who's not that much older than me, she had me as a teenager. So um, her and my dad are relatively still kind of young. And so, um, I, but back then, I remember asking her, you know, what would you say to me bringing home a white girl? And she, and I was, mind you now, I'm in like 11, 12th grade. And she was like, I wouldn't care. I asked my dad. He was like, if you happy, that's that's all that matters to me. I asked my granddad. My <laughs> granddad was like, nah. hell no. Can't do <laughs> yeah. it. Can't, can't do it. Like, like he literally was against it. And I was like, why? And he wouldn't tell me why. But as I got older, I kind of I always replayed that in my head, and I kind of figure like he's seen all of this yeah. stuff. He grew up during you know during the fifties and mm-hmm. the sixties and, and so forth. And my mom saw one of her family's members get lynched, mm. so I understand it. Mm. You know what I'm saying so you know, and these are stories she tell me that you know when my daughters and my son get older. I'll tell them because it's reality. Right. Right. Um, and it's history. Right. It's you know? history. It's, it's reality. And it's this happened to your family. But my family is super accepting of everything. So your mom was cool with, with, with your girl and everything? Yeah, absolutely. My mom has no issue with anything I do. Like, yeah. she's yeah. like, you know, you, you make good decisions. Um, just, you know, be mindful of right. where you are and what you're doing. And aside from that, I mean, everything's fine, but how would you feel like your son came home with somebody of the other opposite mm-hmm. race? You know what? I wouldn't I wouldn't care. Like I, I wouldn't care as long as he's treating her as he should, as a gentleman should, and as long as she's treating him properly, whatever that looks like, then right. I'm I'm fine with it. Um You think I, the world is gonna be that much different and maybe accepting, let's say, 20 years from now? When it, it, I'd when say a really, little I more. I really hope so. I'd say I a really little more. I hope so, but go ahead, go ahead. I don't know. I, 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 I'll I say this. You know, like you said, reality is reality. Right. <laughs> and we can't, you know, crawl under a rock and act like we don't know what's going on. So I, I would still caution our boys. We have The reality is we have three little black boys. Right who will one day be phenomenal black men. But it's to say they're still targeted. Mm-hmm. I mean, you that's, that's, that, that, that's what it is. And um, when it, this, this conversation reminds me, specifically um, last year or two years ago, my brother just and his wife just celebrated two years. And when they started dating, her father has always been racist. Like, it, I mean, that's just, he's, he said he just doesn't believe that black and white should mix. And so as they started dating, it was a barrier for them that they just, she, you know, she said, this is the man that I love. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to be with him. So it, it, I literally, you know, as a family, we're like, you hear that and you're like, Psh, nah, bro, <laughs> you probably don't want to do that. <laughs> That's, that's not what you want to do, serious. you know, because she, that's her dad. You know, how do you come back from that, you know? Um, but it, essentially she was, her and my brother said that that's what they 
that's what they wanted to do. Their love was not going to be dictated by their parents and, and, and racism, things like that. And, um, and so they, they got married. And so at the wedding, we weren't able to make it because we were expecting. Um, again. again. <laughs> <laughs> but at the wedding, I remember my mom saying that she stepped in there and it was a little awkward at first because um, some of her family, this was the first time of them actually in the room together. Right. You know, coming together and really seeing those bar- barriers fall. And I, I remember um, Kaylee, my, my sister-in-law, saying she was like, I, my dad didn't didn't understand how to feel when your mom came and embraced him. Mm. And that was a huge thing because she said, you know, he never he never dreamed that that would that that would happen. And for her to do that, it really broke him in ways that she never thought would, you know, that she'd see. Well, you know, a lot of it, like I said, a few years removed, some people just know what they know. Yeah, that's true. Some people never leave their neighborhoods. Yep. Some things are handed down through the family. Generations. It's so you can't fault someone if that's all they They know. know. That's true. And, you know, um, Karan says at 40 a person is who it, who they are they're not changing mm. wow and i believe that um so you can't expect someone to have your experience when you when you have any experience yeah. so but like i said it, it's it's a it gets murky sometimes it's 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 not the easiest thing um but for me personally my person is my person yeah, yeah. So i didn't you know I w- so i want to ask tony i want to ask you something pose a controversial question here. He Do did it. Do you think... <laughs> <laughs> I probably did. I'm guilty. Do you think that all of us at some point have some type of level of racism in us or feel like we there's there's something in us that doesn't agree with something? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Absolutely. If you know. Like, do think, you really, f- you know? I, I like, think so. Um, but, like, like if you put on, say you just watching a movie. Say you watching Mississippi Burning. Mm. You're going to feel a, a type mm-hmm, of way. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, if you watching Get Out. Mm. You watch Get Out. And what I got from Get Out is, white people want to be here so bad. Mm. Is what I got from us mm-hmm. because they 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 want what we have, so that's that's different things. So I think we all got that racism in us sometimes. I know some people that can't even watch movies like that. Like you can't oh. watch Roots, or mm. you can't watch A Time to Kill. You can't watch it because it's either real to you, mm-hmm. or you don't want to know that truth. Mm. And a lot of people don't want that mirror held up. Some people say, some black people that I know, they say that watching those movies make them feel anger towards white people. Like, they could watch a movie today and go out to dinner and see a white person and it makes them look at a white person they don't even know. Yeah. And it makes it look at them differently. And I can't tell anyone how to feel. I can't say if that's right or wrong. But I could see how they could feel like that. It's like absolutely Liam Neeson mm-hmm. when he made when, that comment. Yeah. yeah, when he made that comment, and like he grew from that comment. But mm-hmm. at that time, 
He wanted to kill a black person. He right. didn't grow from it. You are who you are. You don't think Sometimes so? things slip out. Let me ask you something. When Mel Gibson was drunk, he told the truth about himself. Hey, have you able to take advantage of that white privilege? We working on it. <laughs> <laughs> we working on it. We working on it. But to double back. And is it real? Oh, yeah. It yeah. exists. It you exists. Know? Trust me. It, it, it's real. <laughs> but I think everybody's racist, but because as living beings, it's about the survival of your kind. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if I see a bunch of people that look like me, walk like me, act like me, I'm comfortable. Mm -hmm. So I want to secure their survival so we can move on. But it's a difference between racism, racist, and hate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The hate, that's something different. And that's the issue that a lot of people don't talk about. Liam Nielsen could have said he want to go out and kill any man. Because yeah. it was a man that did what offended him or his friend. But he made it specifically black. Because he thought it was a black man. I, Hillary I gotta, Clinton did the same thing when she called black boys and men super, super predators. predators. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what makes what they do or did different, it doesn't. When you start labeling things, that's what's inside of you. I, I think people see what they see, though. That. Yeah. So I, I just think people see what they see. If that's something that, if if I was hurt by a white person, I'm gonna feel resentment from any white person. But I think that's human nature. And depending, do you think that depends on how how hurt you are, like the extent of the of the hurt, or you just think that that's just in general? I I, I think it's a extent to it. Yeah. Um, if you hurt pretty bad. You don't look at that person just as a person. You look at them as that white person or that mm. black person. I think That's the flip side to that, too, is I heard Lil Wayne say when he shot himself when he was younger and a white man saved his life. Mm -hmm. And so a couple of years ago, I mean, maybe two years ago or whatever, the question was asked to him, do you think racism still exists? And he was like, No. And so they was like, well, why? He was like, a white man saved my life. So from his view, there's no there's no racism. And I know he's he said to himself that he's a little more removed from what's going on because he don't watch a whole lot of TV. He don't listen to a whole bunch of stuff or whatever. I, I don't know. But when I heard that comment, I, I was like, okay, I could see how he could say that, but to be just completely oblivious to racism. You have to look at his position. Right, Lil and that's Lil what Wayne I was trying to do. can't say it's racism when his fan base is white. Right. Yeah. I grew up with Lil Wayne. We went to school together, elementary school together. We played football together up until a certain point, even until his adulthood. So... We grew up in the same area, New Orleans, Louisiana. At that time, the worst schools in the country, the uh, police corruption. You have to know that it's racism, but you mm -hmm. have to look at people's positions because if I say this, I'm going to mess up the money. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when you're dealing with entertainment and the, the, the business, you have your, your words are business moves in a sense. So do you, but but do you think is that much of a business move 
if he acknowledges, yeah, racism still exists. Not saying that his fans are racist, but yeah, noting the fact that it still does exist. If it didn't exist, Holly Berry wouldn't have won that award, right? For Monsters Ball, right? We all know. We know what she had to do to get that. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, sometimes you, you got you got to be a politician in, mm-hmm. in the business a lot of times because, you know, if you listen to our show or even things we may say here, we, we have to be careful with our words because right. once you say it, exactly. you can't take it back. Exactly. And like I said, when it comes out, it might come out hateful. But I think a black person saying something, that sticks with them forever. Mm-hmm. But if a white person says something, in the media, I'm talking about these days. Right, right. You can put out a statement, a tweet, a video, throw some water on your face, it's fake like you're way. crying. People yeah, forgive you. Yeah. The money's still being made. Nothing changed. And we can go down a list right. of things people have said or done, and, um, and people forget about it. Mm-hmm. But anything a black person in the spotlight does sticks. Right. Uh, I was talking the other day, like like about Justin Bieber and his whole rant he went on. I was like, he shouldn't even have had a career, but people are forgiven. But for some reason, black people don't get forgiven for anything. Right? Why do Why do you think that is? Um, I think a lot of it is systemic, and it goes back to we we as a people always having to work twice as hard to get to the same level that a white person is. Chris Rock said that. He said um, in his neighborhood, <clears throat> his neighbor is a dentist. He said, not no fancy dentist. He's like, you would think in my neighborhood for this man to live here, he would have to invent teeth. <laughs> He's like, my neighbor's a Jay-Z and Oprah. and yeah. He said, my neighbor's a dentist. He said, do y'all know what I had to do to move into this neighborhood? I had to go on tour. I had to sell out arenas. I had to host the Emmys and Oscars. And my neighbor is just a dentist. Yeah. Wow. So when you say it's, it's systematic, it's definitely that's what it is. I mean, because, you know, the same rules don't apply. And Absolutely. he said, you know, they can walk to what we got to fly to. Mm. Playing, and that's... that's play, playing devil's advocate. Why do you think black people are so easy to forgive the white people. On the truth? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Religion. Mm. We were taught to be that. That's, that's good. That's very true. Because if you that's think good. about when the, the people that they couldn't enslave on those islands, you're talking about Haitians, you know, those people, they tried to enslave those people and they couldn't. It, whatever's in them was stronger than what was opposing them. Mm-hmm. But with us, I believe a, a lot of it is you are taught to be forgiven. Mm-hmm. You are taught to turn other cheek. You have to be good. You have to do this. And if you pass that down and pass that down, it's just in you. Like, you could be in the grocery store. Somebody hits your ankle with a shopping cart. And you say, I'm sorry. Excuse me. When they hit you, you didn't do nothing. Right. Yeah. That's just subconsciously imputed in us a lot of times. And like I say, growing up, I grew up in, in a, I went to Catholic school, uh, Pentecostal church. My grandmother did voodoo. I saw, you know what I'm saying, a little bit of everything. And like I said, me growing up, 
I study different religions, you know, I know what you believe and you know, I'm all over the place at times, but I'm not as forgiving as you are either. Yeah. You know, me and you are like polar opposites. Yeah. Like yeah. I hold grudges, I don't forgive. Like I just that's just me. You lie wise. And a lot of times <laughs> when you're dealing with black and white, a lot of white people, they believe but they don't believe. Yeah. That's why a lot of them donate so much. That's mm-hmm. how you you give to make up for that or yeah. what your people did. Because if I'm not trying to make this a black or white thing, but if it was really that belief system, you wouldn't have what's going on in the Vatican and the Catholic Church because that directly goes against what you believe. Mm. Abuse, molestation, all that stuff happens, Mm -hmm. and it's been happening. It's going to continue to happen. Around the world, the statues of grown white men having sex with little white children. That's around the world. So I think religion plays a big part in that and how it's given to us to be forgiven. Mm-hmm. And when you're forgiven, honestly, it makes you weak. But it's case by case. But yeah. like I said, it, it, it goes, it's, it's deep. It, it's, it's deep. So let me ask you, kind of getting back to the, uh, the interracial. Why oh, I keep messing this up? It's not for you, baby. Interracial. <laughs> right. Uh, may, maybe See, maybe that's right. <laughs> interracial. <laughs> he said he could say it five times fast. All right. But um, so is it viewed the same if, let's say, a black guy is dating uh, a Japanese or a Chinese woman or, or versus a just a, a, a white woman? You said something that was very important, and I don't think you know how important it was. You said you messed around with a Mexican, uh, Latina, Hispanic woman. Mm-hmm. Were you in a relationship with them, or was it kind of just? It, it was becoming exclusive. It wasn't quite exclusive. Did you meet their family? I didn't, and you know why I didn't? Because she said to me, my dad would not approve of this. See, that, that's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. different with different cultures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I say it's not necessarily a race thing. It's a culture, culture. or experience thing. Yeah. I have, like, my body almost covered in tattoos. Mm-hmm. Most of them were done by this guy who had a shop, but he's a Mexican, 100%, 100%. He invited me to his home, and I met his family and his kids, and... Mm-hmm. That's when I learned how important that was because they don't open their doors for anybody. Right. So it's certain combinations of relationships you'll never see mm-hmm. because of the culture. Yeah. So it's it is different because when black and white is kind of common, mm-hmm. but when you see black and Hispanic, and Mexican, or like you said Asian, that's different. Depends on where you are too, because like in Cali, well, it yeah, might be yeah, common. True, true. Right. but we talking yeah. like, but like North Carolina and Charlotte, you had to really do some work, right, to get invited to dinner. You right. know what I'm saying? Right, right. And if you put in that work, then that family's probably going to believe. Then you're for real, right? Because a lot of foreigners still get a arranged marriage. Like that still happens. Yeah, yeah I know. I know a, um, a a girl I went to high school with. 
uh, was in an arranged marriage. So that and she, means, and she's Indian, mm-hmm. right? That happens a lot of Indian, a lot of Asian, and um, I had a conversation with a woman about that one time. She said, "I didn't love my husband at first, but I learned to love him." Yeah, I've heard that before too. That's kind of like, you know, but and then you had to hope to learn, right? So yeah. if if you are a black person and you have an, a person of another culture, you're stepping out of yours and they're stepping out of theirs, mm-hmm. and that's big. So. Like you said, it depends on where you are and who you are, but that's, like you say, her dad wouldn't have accepted it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you know how important that was when you said it, mm-hmm. because I learned that when I went to my guy's house. And, you know, I asked him, because I was like, who makes the Mexican food in the city? It's like, come to my house. My mom will cook for you. And the experience I had was, I know this wasn't normal, but right. they accepted me. So I think the the I I guess that that's that's one of the reasons why me and her never got serious, because she told me that maybe about two months into us, like just dating and getting to know each other. And because I asked her, I was like, so I was like, you know, asking her, you know, about her hometown and so forth. And she was like, yeah, she was like both of my parents. Um, are immigrants from Mexico and, you know, they're, they're business owners, they own their own business, so forth and so forth. And then um, I was like, what do you think he would think about me? And she was like, well, my mom would love you, but my dad would never accept you. Mm. And I was kind of taken back by that. And so, you know, I kind of paused for a couple of seconds and I looked and I said, well, why is that? Not, not thinking, you know, it, it was anything cultural. I'm just thinking like, you felt offended. Well, I, in in a sense, yeah, yeah I kind of did. And I was like, well, maybe she's saying that because I'm a little rough around the edges. Because I, I was. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm thinking like, well, maybe I'm a little rough around the edges. And that's so, so yeah, in a sense, I was kind of offended. And then so she said, well, you're black. And though I like black boys, I know, or though I like black men, I know that when I get married, it's going to be to a Mexican. Or when I have kids, it's probably going to be to somebody who's Mexican. Back to culture. And, you know, mind you now, I'm 19, 20. I'm like 20 years old, and I'm hearing this. And I'm like. See, that's what I was saying about racism. Because that's racist, Mm -hmm. but it's not hateful. Mm. It's cultural. It's survival of your kind. Yeah. Yeah. But when you mix it with hate, you know, then again, a lot of foreigners only know what they see on TV mm-hmm. or the news or in the music videos and they think every little black boy acts and looks like that. That's not, yeah. Because that's what they see. That's that's a perception. And perception yeah. unfortunately for a lot of people yeah. is reality, especially when you're dealing with your kids. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants their kids to be jammed up or in a bad situation. But if I see, you know, if all I saw was Soldier Boy on TV I'm like, no That's way. <laughs> no way I want my daughter yeah. with Soldier Boy. You could be the complete opposite of that. Right. But that's what they see. And I always wonder why a lot of Africans, like from Africa, that come here student visas or whatever, never really dealt with Americans mm. until I worked with a group of them. And guy told me, he's like, they tell us not to fool with y'all. Yeah, I've I've heard that before too. I went to before we come here, we go through classes, we go through courses, and they tell our women not to get involved with American men, 
and they tell us not to get involved with Americans. And I watched a documentary about that, and it was a group of guys, and it was literally that. So it's why like, you, why, who? Why was that? Actually, did they say? They just don't think just highly of Americans. Mm-hmm. Black Americans, they just, well, black Americans, African Americans, whatever you want to call them, kind of like the lost tribe because they were forced here and they have nowhere to go. And they don't have, we, we were never given the same things that other people were given. A lot of foreigners come here, they get tax breaks, they get these other um, incentives and government programs. Black people never got that in America. Right. So they always behind the starting line. So, and, and they just don't value Americans the same. And like I said, perception is reality. And all that goes into this whole conversation about racism, interracial dating, and because I never, I never really had African friends, and I thought about it like, why don't I have African friends? Right. It's like they don't want to be your friend. So I mean, they always kind of stick together. So when you said about um, dating a Mexican woman and uh, not being welcome and didn't go far, a lot of it is that man. It's just culture and how people view you. So. It's weird, man. So it's a, it's oh, a weird thing. It, it's a it's a rabbit hole that once you start going down, yeah. it's never ending. It, it's never <laughs> ending, and and it'll just go on and on and on. But like it's I said, a learning experience. Though. Yeah, indeed, you know. indeed. It's nothing I planned on. Trust me. I say because I know my family's history and these stories before this, yeah. but I never saw anything wrong with it. And you know, it's just kind of I swipe right, she swipe right, you know. That and that's literally what happened. But you know, it's just it's just different, man. Like I say, different strokes for different folks. But it's not easy. Right. Um, my son, I'ma tell, hey, you be the best person you can be and hopefully you will attract that same 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 thing. Other than that, I can't tell you what and who to love, but be careful because even your own kind might not be out have your best interest in mind. That's why I'm praying for their wives right now. Okay? Yeah. You imagine what dating going to be like in 20 years? I am oh my praying God, for I don't their even wives see. right now. <laughs> they're going like, to have holograms now. They're going to get married and be like, she's who I prayed for. Yeah, that's going to be like, denied, like girl, they ain't even going to have text. You ain't even going to have to have send a text. You're going you gonna to be able to send a hologram. You, it's yeah. going to be wild, man. She's going to be standing right, right right next to you and y'all talking through yeah. via hologram. It was, it was saying like by the year 20-something that everybody's going to be pretty much multiracial. I can see that. It was a cover of Time magazine. It was a, a stuff. Steph Curry, Curry looking person on the cover, and it's like this is how everybody's gonna look. I can see that because I mean it's happening. I can't yeah. see myself looking like that. I'm dark as ten midnight. Yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> your your baby don't stand a chance. I love you. Ten W forty. Yeah, it's 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 just interesting. I look man. like a domino. <laughs> <laughs> just eyes and teeth. That's all you see. White. <laughs> oh man. Well, man, we appreciate y'all joining, man, in yeah. today for this uh, topic. Archie, thank you so much for being open to discuss your. Uh, your personal life, basically. I don't talk much about my personal life. 
Even well, on our show, I, I feel just, honored. I feel honored. You know, I, 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 I don't you talk know. about my family. Come on, look, look. See, people come on Chameleon Love and they open up. They feel at home. Cause y'all not racist. <laughs> y'all not racist. <laughs> that is chame- I mean, essentially, that is Chameleon Love. You just learning how to love your 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 mate as they evolve and as the world evolves, and you just continuously learning how to love that person, and and you know. That's that's the epitome of chameleon love. So we, you know, greatly appreciate Archie for joining us. We appreciate Tony Romo. Uh, Ro- Tony Romo. Tony I'm thinking about my Cowboys, man. I'm thinking about my Cowboys. Tony Romeo for joining us again. Um, you guys check out. Please check out The Wash, man. It's such a great podcast. I'm an avid listener. I've listened to all 50-something episodes y'all oh, yeah, have or whatever. Every Monday um, you can uh, check it out. Yeah. Um, you guys want to give out your social medias? I, I want to um, thank you, though, um, one, for allowing us to come here and share your platform. Absolutely. Because that's important. Yes, sir. Um, two, for supporting our platform. Absolutely. that's important. But three, I was going to send you a Facebook status, but I was like, I like to give people their flowers while I can. Mm-hmm. Because I want to thank you for allowing me to be part of your wellness, the wellness part of your life, mm. the, the fitness part of it, and not um, health is wealth, mm-hmm. and wealth is health. So also like the financial part of it, because you know when I can, I get with you, we run, but in a, in that exercising, we exchanging thoughts. Right. You asked me to teach you about like stocks right. and. We toss ideas off each other, and that's important, too, mm-hmm. because a lot of times as people and men, we can um, meet at the bar, we can go drinking, we can do this, mm-hmm. but for us to connect on that level and be working on wealth and health, fitness-wise and financially, I want to thank you for that because as a man and an entrepreneur, that's important, too, because mm-hmm. we talk about our families and our right, kids, right, right. but then we talk about business. Right. And we're working on other things because we're trying to be here for our family, for our family and kids. Absolutely. So that's important. And I just wanted to thank you for that. You know, we're going to keep on you know, working man. out welcome, and, ex- and exchanging ideas. Yeah. As men, when you recognize another man, let them know that. Right. So I'm just giving you your flowers I face to face and just want to say thank you. So. I, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I'm going to get on the run one day. You know, y'all just gonna have to man, have to. Man, we gonna have we're gonna have We're gonna have to come knock on Tony Romeo's door. We're gonna have to come knock on Tony's door. Just had that car waiting on we just running. Drag no him out, face. kicking and screaming. Hey, I almost needed that car the other day. He, he took me up a hill. I didn't think I was gonna make it. Yo, we 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 end up we how how I mean how much we were we were in three miles three, yeah. uh, we were in three miles yesterday oh. was it yesterday oh, or the day God. before or something like that yeah, yeah so but that's important but yeah y'all want to give out y'all social medias uh every Monday it's the Watch Podcast it's on on everything featuring Tony Romeo and the Archie Carter I am the Archie Carter on everything. Uh, Facebook, Archie Carter, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter is the Archie Carter, T-H-E-A-R-C-H-I-E-C-A-R-T-E-R. That's where you can find me for any and everything. And, uh, yeah, that's me. And mine is Tony Romeo, T-O-N-E-Y-R-O-M-E-O on everything, um, Snapchat. I think I might be 
T Romeo seven oh four on Snapchat. I don't use Snapchat. Now you I don't. don't. You don't respond to, to snaps either. So, uh, <laughs> but it's all good. But yeah, that's us, the Watch Podcast, Tony Romeo, the Archie Carter, and uh, check us out. And if you like it, you like it. You know? Bet, bet, bet. The Vine's been on there what two, three times? Yeah. Two, twice. Twice. Yeah. So you know, ready to get back on there again yeah. soon, soon, yeah. soon. Come on, come on. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. Um, and then you can find me at Vaughn underscore Tuff. That's V O N underscore T U F F on Instagram. Vaughn Heath on um, Facebook. You can follow us at Chameleon Love Podcast on IG, and also follow us on Facebook at Devon and Jennifer Heath. And yeah, and you guys mentioned that it was your first year, right? Yeah, we celebrated a year, and I the first week of October. It's been a year of podcasting. And ours was October the second. Yeah. Was our Wait, was our first Wednesday? first year. So yeah. we kind of started around the yeah. same time. So we're both yeah. congrats. Yeah. Both one year olds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> both one year olds on a podcast. Baby, you wanna give out your uh, social yeah, media? Absolutely. Followers, um, the support, subscribe, share. We appreciate that. And um, yeah, so, so I'm gonna give you guys some homework. Um, you, the listener, again, we appreciate you guys. Want you to do two things. Want you to go on Apple or Google Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you stream your podcast from, and I want you to subscribe to Chameleon Love. And I also want you to subscribe to The Wash, rate, and review, and please leave a comment, and we greatly appreciate that. Tell a friend and tell two friends about both of these amazing podcasts. Um, that's all we have so far. We appreciate y'all rocking with us and you listening to Chameleon, Chameleon Love. Love.